What is up, you guys? How you doing? I'm Paul. I'm Morgan. Mm. Okay. <laughs> if you're new here to this channel, make sure you subscribe. If you haven't subscribed and you've been here for 10 million years, make sure you subscribe because we risk giving TMI. To help you navigate DMI, dating, marriage, and intimacy. All right, very good, very good. Purity culture. There's a lot of, there is, when, when you say the two words together, purity culture, it evokes an emotional response from many people. It does indeed. And yes. Morgan, you, not too long ago, said that you were thinking about purity culture in relation to our love life. And so, henceforth, this video was born. And as we get into it, guys, <clears throat> whether purity culture was in fact a reason that our intimacy early in our marriage I don't want to say it was I don't want to act like oh our intimacy was really struggling early in our marriage and we're about to, to break this down mm -hmm. but whether it was whether purity culture was largely to blame or not for some of the stuff we were working through I wish that we would have had the intimacy PDF that we have released a few weeks ago. The link is below. It would have been, Morgan, in my humble opinion, a very uh, awesome thing. Definitely. In our first years of marriage. Yeah, no, it, it definitely would have. It would have helped us understand and communicate where we were on certain areas that we didn't realize we needed to communicate about because we didn't realize we were on two different pages. Yes, so we created this. It's 80 questions and prompts to make your love life sexier, to spice it up. It's in the description. Get yourself the PDF. We really think it will help you guys out and save you some time and maybe some pain, or maybe it'll just make things more awesome. Anyhow, all right, Morgan, let's dive right into it. This okay. idea of purity culture and how it may or may not have affected our love life. Did we grow up in purity culture? Um... I mean, I grew up in a Christian home. <laughs> okay, I just, first I have to just say, I don't like the term purity culture. I think honestly, because it's no longer even purity culture. It's called toxic purity culture. Like nobody that talks about purity culture normally is talking about it like it's a good thing. They're like, it's toxic, toxic purity culture. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as good purity culture. It's all toxic. And so I really don't love using the term purity culture. I really, I don't know. I, I mentioned this in a piece like several videos ago and I can't remember what I said and I think it was like cut out now. But like I talked about how I wish we, we wouldn't call it like, purity culture we would call it something culture and I can't remember what I said but for today I'm saying I feel like it's biblical culture the church was trying to teach has been trying to teach biblical culture and has got lost in the weeds the okay. enemy has snuck his way into teachings and preachings has snuck his way in with lies and condemnation through purity talks so perhaps it was largely coming from a place of we desire as the Bible does emphasize purity, mm -hmm. we desire to admonish our youth in that, and it was taken too far in some regards, and we're about to get to some of that. Yeah. Okay, so Morgan, that rant that you just Sorry, went on. I had to. No, there was, there was value in that. 
um, when most people think of purity culture, and there are like when you say that, some people's mind goes to, oh, it was toxic because it shames blah blah blah, and it teaches this. But some other people might be like, oh, well, yeah, like uh, it was emphasized for me not to have sex before marriage. It was emphasized for me to not dress super seductively. It emphasized, and so in some people's minds, it's not such a a terrible thing. You guys kind of get the just the idea. I, I don't really want to like dive in and make this video all about what is purity culture. Mm -hmm. you, it, it'll kind of come out in this conversation. Yeah. But um, yeah, Morgan, without further ado, um, start, start, I mean, let's, let's, I, I do, I desire start for this, talking. I desire for this to be a very honest conversation. A very honest conversation, is that what you said? Yes, because I think some people might watch this and be like, oh, Paul and Morgan are gun, going to come on here and say, no, purity culture is, is awesome and it didn't affect our sec their sex life at all. Like, I want to be honest, and I know you, the reason you brought this topic up is you want to be honest mm -hmm. if it did negatively affect things. Yeah. And maybe what specific aspects of it did negatively affect it, or maybe not. So open it up. Yeah, I think several months ago I was watching some... Can I help you? I just saw... Uh, LA Revival says biblical purity is repulsive to those who want to sin, so they label it as toxic. Oh man, well we're getting controversial right out of the gate, but go ahead, Morgan. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Um Growing up. Uh no, that's literally not what I was saying at all. <laughs> so I a few months ago was watching I was just on Instagram and I think a reel popped up and it was someone talking about purity culture and how they grew up in the church and they're still in the church but they're so disappointed in how the church as a whole has handled talking about purity and how it's just like she can't think of a single time that her church growing up talked about purity in a right biblical way and it was so toxic and horrible and so demeaning to all the women specifically hmm, okay <laughs> and that now she's having to work through that stuff and really decide like what does it mean to be pure um blah 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 and then there was another person that I follow and they were talking, they have like a podcast and talk about dating stuff and they were also talking about purity culture and how toxic it was and they're also like Christians and whatnot. And I'm just like, oh man, like is, is, was like growing up the, what I learned and heard really like toxic and horrible and like, and I don't even realize it. And now I'm going to have to like deconstruct what I was taught about purity. No, <laughs> not the deconstruct word. <laughs> no. Um, and so I really did just start thinking about all the things that I was taught and and thinking about my marriage now and our love life and like do I have things that I need to work through and it is interesting because I will say like there are things that I am processing and working through like one specific thing is just like this idea that we are called to be pure and modest and humble meek mild gentle spirited women um and men in certain areas but like for women for me but then also, like, 
I am allowed to be this like sexy, spicy, ferocious, sexual human being with my husband. And I think that just what you just said right there actually catches maybe some of our, I don't want to say haters, but some <laughs> people off guard because they watch us and they're especially like maybe the non-Christians that watch us are like, oh, Paul and Morgan are fundamentalist. They like purity culture, blah, blah, blah. And then they see us. <laughs> talking about how awesome sex should be within marriage yeah, and how we should be open to spicing things up. And we release this PDF and they're like, wait, can those two things go together? Mm -hmm. And anyway. they get really mad, yeah, because they're like, you're preaching all the time about modesty and then you release a sex PDF? But so I like <laughs> that you bring that up because, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so I'm sure a lot of you women out there can relate, especially if you're married now, like, what is the balance? What does it look like to be a modest, humble woman and then like flip a switch at night or whenever with your husband or at home? Or being in the a morning. Sexy, sexy human. Lunch break. <laughs> being a sexy woman. And so I think maybe that to me is maybe the biggest thing that like I've had to work on because I don't think that there were sermons. I don't think there were things or, or teachings that I heard growing up or as a young adult heard from whether it was pastors or older women that mentored me of like what it looked like to be a sexy godly woman. <laughs> because... It is, it is just such a weird thing to balance, but it's very real. And, and it's sad because there are so many Christian women who struggle when it comes to marriage and having sex with their husbands. Like, they don't know how to be sexy. They don't know how to have a fun time, how to just let loose because they've been taught their whole life. Like, uh, you better keep your clothes on and be a good girl and never let a man look at you in a lustful way. And then it's like, now all of a sudden we have to turn that switch and be sexy for our husbands. So yeah, I'd say that is probably the biggest thing that I'm working through, processing through, figuring out, finding the balance. Um, but I don't think that that's like life damaging, ruining me. Like, I don't know. I don't know. So I personally wouldn't say purity culture or whatever was toxic for me growing up. Um, so but, I guess yeah. that makes me wonder, okay, say the flip side of that had occurred with you and there had not been an emphasis on, and I mean, would you say that, that what you just described, looking back on it, you're like, Ugh, that was a negative of purity culture. That taught me to be ashamed of my sexuality or was it like yeah. no they did it in a fine way but it still kind mm -hmm. of negatively affected my sex life i don't feel like it like largely negatively affected our sex life i think that by the grace of god i was still from the beginning of our marriage able to usually have a fun time and like you know turn the sexy on and stuff but I think just as I continue to grow in my marriage and as a woman of God, like I'm just continuing to grow in that aspect of my life as well of as what it looks like to be a sexual woman, because that is very much a part of what God has called me. And that is, I do believe, a part of 
a very big part that the church just doesn't talk about. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is not helpful, obviously. Like, let's talk about it. And that's why I love people like Bethany Beal or Francie Winslow or people who, you know, just boldly talk about sex and being a sexual woman um, and enjoying sex and things like that because, yeah, the church really doesn't talk about that. And I, it's not helpful. <laughs> no, very good. And I'm about to share one that I think maybe it negatively affected me, purity culture. Yeah. But yeah, I just kind of wonder. So for those who might hear you, Morgan, and be like, right on, girl. <laughs> that is a negative of purity culture. They act like you can't be sexy and you sex mm -hmm. is st something to don't even talk about it. <gasps> don't say the S word mm -hmm. when you're in your teens and you're not married yet. Don't even say it. Yeah. And then suddenly... You know, it stunts your sexuality within marriage. Yeah. Forever. It messed me up for 20 years. So they're, you know, fist pumping. Um, but I guess I would wonder, well, well, like what could, what would be the the healthiest version of navigating that in your teenage years before marriage? Mm -hmm. Well, first I, I want to say that like, looking back like I'm not mad at how I was raised in the church by my parents or like what I was taught and like no one is gonna get it perfectly right in raising a child no one no pastor is gonna get it right in how they shepherd the, sh the flock that they have well, hopefully they'll get it majorly right well hopefully but perfection is <laughs> but, unlike unlikely but this like insane and to me, it's insane anger that so many people have towards the church to me is like part of it is on us in that we have to have our own relationship with God. We can't rely on the pastor to lead us at all times. We can't rely on him to have a relationship with God and us to have a relationship with God through the pastor. We have to have our own relationship with the Lord and trust that he's going to reveal things to us in, in his timing. And I think that the journey that I've been on and discovering what it is to be a sexual woman is a beautiful journey. And you know, if I had figured it all out at 18 years old, like, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> there'd be other things that I'd be figuring out now. So well, here's another question. And before I share mine, another thing that comes to my mind, just the, when you mention purity culture, women say, I don't like how the church or my parents pushed modesty on me because mm -hmm. they emphasize modesty being what you wear. Don't cause the brothers to stumble. And so I could see uh, many people saying, so that caused me to, once I got married, and you've kind of alluded to this some, but that caused me to, uh, I, I gotta still cover up. I gotta be ashamed. Do you think, and cause I'm assuming modesty to, to a degree was emphasized in your home. Can modesty be emphasized modesty concerning the clothes you wear, but then you get married and you are just able to celebrate your body yeah. taking off the clothes with your wife yeah I, i'm hoping you say and i because I, that's what i believe yeah. oh absolutely you can have parents in a church and even oh god forbid my youth group leader <laughs> encourage me to dress modestly oh. how toxic but yeah my feet we'll, we'll say female youth group leader my female youth group leader encouraged <laughs> me to dress modestly i'm hoping that you say oh yeah that can be encouraged and it's not this shameful thing that takes 20 years to work through once you get married yeah i think definitely that can be the case and i think that's especially where it is very important to have your own walk with the lord 
and be in the word and know God's heart and what he desires for you because and and know what God desires within a marriage between one man and one woman and just that beautiful covenant and like the freedom that comes with that covenant and like if you are walking with the Lord and you're in the word regularly you're gonna know those truths and sometimes even knowing those truths it might still be hard for you but I think it will be a lot easier if you do have his truths being spoken over you on a regular basis good and and don't get me wrong I do think the issue of modesty the issue of sex and how to discuss that it can be become toxic and I guess what I'm trying to, to point out here is I don't believe that all of these young women who are upset and guys who are upset, I don't think that their anger towards toxic purity culture is always warranted. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's on them, and if they were to step back, they're becoming kind of feministy, or they're becoming kind of stiff-arming, letting their whatever... As the LA Revival said, we hate the idea of saving sex for marriage, so we're angry at, like, whatever. I guess I'm just trying to say, I definitely don't think all of what people say, purity culture, toxic purity culture, is actually bad. But I do think there are are absolutely cases where someone addresses modesty and says, what you're wearing is causing someone to sin, and you're actually, just because their modesty standard might be a little different than yours and you're actually fine but they're getting like i don't know you, you see what i'm saying that, yeah, that can be a tough balance we don't belittle the fact and truth that so many men and women have taken the idea of purity and just run with it and added way too many things right. that aren't even in scripture we don't take it lightly that a lot of men and women have been hurt by preachers preaching a sermon that's not biblical that's not god's heart and like it really has hurt or damaged you for a long period of time like i know that there are men and women out there that have been affected by this and are working through it and so i just pray that you go to the father you look at his truth yeah and you find what he genuinely desires and you are able to break off these lies and these condemnations from the enemy which are truly legalism because like you said it's not scriptural and someone's kind of going off the deep end and acting like what they say is the word of god when it's not so that balance of finding women older women older men that can speak into your life pastors that you trust but also knowing if this person is actually getting off track yeah. And you guys comment below and let us know your thoughts on that specific thing. But here's here's uh, when I was thinking through it, Morgan. And I, I must say, when I think about myself growing up, yes, like purity was really emphasized. Dating while we were in high school was frowned upon because the idea of you're not going to get married in high school. So why are you dating? Dating just as your emotions get fueled riled up and you start liking this person it leads to more so why would you do it Mm -hmm. if you're not going to get married so some people would i think look at certain aspects of the way i grew up and say yeah purity culture um modesty was emphasized and so forth i don't think that really just just thinking on it right now maybe i'm being naive but i don't think any of that (laughs) negatively affected our sex life Mm -hmm. when we got married had sex for the first time and then weeks months years later I don't think any of that did, Mm -hmm. but here is one thing that I think could have. Okay. All right. You agree. (laughs) One thing that I think could have though 
is even though I don't think there was like a sex was shamed growing up for me, it was like, don't have sex. Literally, it was God said, don't have sex before marriage. So, excuse me, don't have sex before marriage. There's negative consequences that come with having sex with people that aren't your husband or wife. Don't do it. So it was kind of a black and white thing that some people might say, oh, that's harmful. No, I thought that was fine. But sex was not talked about very much in our home. It was not talked about very much as I grew up through my teenage years and be started getting very curious about this. It just wasn't. Mm-hmm. So then when I, you know, got to these, my, my upper teenage years, when I moved out, I just became like, I want to learn about sex <laughs> and I think it resulted in me going overboard in my mm-hmm. I want to learn everything there is to know and mm-hmm. it was probably a little premature not to say you can't learn about sex before you get married because there is a healthy way to do that but I was just like I just want to know mm-hmm. and if it had been talked about in a healthy way more often I maybe it would have lowered that for me a little bit and I could yeah. have approached it in a more healthy way that makes sense yeah i think that's probably a lot of people of like as soon as they found got an inch of freedom they ran with it and probably found out a few too many things that they didn't need to know quite a right away yes so maybe young parents watching that have kids that are gonna be teenagers soon and stuff really my my advice would be look at how to in a very healthy not going overboard but protected way invite your kids into conversations not just about the very like vague ideas of sex but like go ahead and i think go ahead and start talking to them and saying guys i mean i think that would have helped me yeah definitely there's a a woman who runs a program called sex ed reclaimed and she has like all these programs from like literally two years old or maybe four years old up to 18 years old and you can walk through them with your children just from uh, a very young age. And just she like talks about how how to talk about it with your four-year-old, about body parts and how the body works, things like that, and up to 18 years old. I think that that's a brilliant program and something we need in churches, schools, everywhere. Well, I was about um, to say, like, beware of the school curriculum. Yeah, the school curriculum is baloney. But, um, <laughs> but parents... Take this yeah. on as a mantle and an opportunity to health, healthily discuss it with your kids. Once again, get our sex PDF. If it's something that you could benefit from, we really believe in it. Simple, short, and sweet. The link is below. Comment below, you guys. When it comes to purity culture, how do you feel? Do you feel like it's affected your sex life? Or even if you're single, do you feel like it's affected you in positive ways, negative ways? Keep the dialogue going. I'd be curious to hear that. And let me just encourage you, if you do feel like it has affected you within your marriage currently, like there is hope, there is freedom in Christ, and he desires, the Lord desires you to have a beautiful sex life within your marriage. But like anything good, it takes work, it takes effort, it takes time, and it takes yeah just relearning some things and stepping out of your comfort zone so just know that like your sex life is not ruined for the rest of your life like because of things that you've learned in the past or things that you're holding on to you can work through those and have a beautiful sex life love it love that very good morgan all right guys y'all know what to do 
hit that thumbs up button. We love you very much. We'll catch you again soon. Have hope. <laughs> and be free. If you're in the live chat, we'll be right back. Hey guys, as you may have noticed, we get very few brand deals. A big reason for that is because we make unashamedly Christian content. We've had brand deals taken away from us because people who don't like us reach out to them and demand that they cancel us. Due to the fact that we stand on what the Bible says and we don't conform to culture. Which is why our patrons, the names you see here, are so important. You guys really are the lifeblood of this ministry. We could not do it without you all. If you guys believe in this content and you want to partner with us on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash paulmorganshow or click the link in the description. Go, Go team. team. That was the one. That was the one. <laughs>